you're listening to Caddy Wampus. They said it wouldn't happen. And by they, I mean the royal they, us. But we're back. <laughs> we're here. We're here yes, to finish earnest. We've come to it at last. You dragged me back kicking and screaming, but we're here. We're going to do things a little differently today. In the same way these Ernest films didn't get the full attention of Hollywood and that they were all straight to video, these four Ernest films are also not going to get their own episodes. This is the final step in the Ernest Odyssey, in which each of us took on the noble, treacherous task of watching one of these four films. And we are going to report to the other three. Just to give you a sense of the odd top, Steve watched Ernest Goes to School. Brian watched Slam Dunk Ernest. I watched Ernest Goes to Africa. And Corey watched Ernest in the Army. Not to be confused with In the Army Now of Polly Shore. This takes us from 1994 to 1998, thus ending the Ernest Odyssey. So, without further ado, Steve, how was Ernest Goes to School? Uh... Well, let me preface it by saying I couldn't stomach it all in one sitting. Let me preface it by saying I didn't watch it. If only I were that irresponsible, my life might have just slightly more meaning. So I had to sit, I had to watch it and basically I had to take breaks. This movie was an hour and a half long. Did you turn it into like th- a... I took three breaks. Did you turn into like a Quibi-like series where you were like yes. just watching it in ten minute chunks? Something along those lines, yes. So, Ernest Goes to School tells the tale of our stalwart old hero, Ernest P. Worrell, as no one's going to be able to guess his profession at the school, by the way. Well, where is he matriculating? No. Uh, the, he is at a high school Uh-oh. at this point. Oh. That's fair. And I guess if he had gone to college, it would be called Ernest Goes to College. <laughs> that's true. We already kind of did that with uh, Ernest Rides Again. That's Yeah, of. that's very fair. That's very fair. Uh, let me guess. He is, um. well, he's either, well, he's a janitor, right? Isn't he always a janitor uh, at this point? Yes, of course he is. <laughs> he's not qualified for anything else because he didn't finish high school, shockingly enough. So did he go back to finish? What's going no. on? No. So he is. The story opens with him as a janitor at the school, with, as you could assume, a lot of school pride. He loves what he does. He loves his school. He loves the students. He just loves being there. And it opens with, uh, him taking some guff from the football team because you know obviously we have to have antagonist in this film and the quarterback and one of the wide receivers or if he was a tackle or something I don't know has taken upon himself to just be assholes to Ernest like you do because you know it's the 90s and picking on people who you think you're better than because of income equality is just a thing is this a remake of Ernest goes to camp but at a high school kinda so I will tell you one interesting thing. So one of the two jocks yeah. that decides to give Ernest all this shit is actually played by Will Sasso in one of his earliest roles. I'm sorry, yes, really? I was genuinely surprised to find Will Sasso playing the fat jock that gives Ernest a bunch of shit. 
So anyway, story progresses, what? and one of the school board members is meeting with the principal and tells the principal that, well, we're just going to shut down this school. Because, you know, that's just something you do to save money. Is, is, it, a, is it a private no, school? it is a public school, but the county's got money problems, and this school's on the chopping block. Despite having, I don't think that's how yeah, that works. you know, you would think not, but no, you gotta find a plot. <laughs> yeah, somewhere. exactly. We need more earnest in the labor force. Yeah. That's all. So, and they decide that not only is the school on the chopping block right now, but every employee has to have a high school education. That leaves poor Ernest up a creek. Oh no! So. Oh, this is amazing, by the way. I'm so in. I wish I'd watched this. In order to get around that, the principal decides, being the nice guy that he is, he will give Ernest a chance to try to finish high school at the school. Quick question. It's literally Billy Madison. I was about to ask. I was about to ask. When did this come out in relation to Billy Madison? I'm not sure. I actually want to say this came out after Billy Madison, but it might be just slightly before. It is before! Oh, Billy Madison, you didn't have original bone in your body. It's a year before. (laughs) So Ernest starts taking his classes, has about the expected results. Uh, Uh, He excelled, right? (laughs) uh, No, not at all. Oh, unfortunately. He did not excel. And his only friends in the world, a couple of the students, and our usual recurring cast of... Mm -hmm. uh, older guy so same older guy that's been in the last few ones that always plays the uh teller to the other individual's pen oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. except this time he's playing teller to the woman who played uh crazy elvis man's wife what was her name i don't recall but this terrible but lady. this time Don't they are know. both science teachers and inexplicably German. So like this this high school's responsible or this high school's complicit in Operation Paperclip? That's kind of what it seems like because not only are they high school science oh. teachers, but they're okay. they're they're inventors. They're trying to oh. create Nobel Prize winning inventions that make people smarter. I think you Steve. see where this is going. Steve the reverse microwave. It's flowers for Al- Algernon, um, I assume. Um, yeah, but kind of. real quick, Goethe is played by Linda Cash, who was the, the, the wife of the professor. Yeah, there you go. Um, spoiler alert, she's the love interest in the film I will be describing later. Ah. She's so an she earnest three-peat. <laughs> Fantastic. So, story progresses, obviously Ernest can't succeed, and is basically told, you know, you're kind of a fuck-up. Only the school wasn't closing and had money for some kind of tutoring program. Yeah, you know, but they just don't, and in order to, you know, they just want to cut their losses, and they tell Ernest, you know, if things don't get better real soon, you're kind of shit out of luck, man, you're just going to lose your job. Even though it sounds like that's a distinct possibility for everybody anyway. Even though this is the eighth job you've had in as many years. So, Ernest is despondent. Then his German friends come up with a miraculous idea. A a, a final idea, one might say. (laughs) Yeah, they come up with a final solution, if you will. Oh my god. Are they really played like ex-Nazi scientists? Or is this more of a... 
Is this like an Einstein feign? It's it's not. If it's we're being somewhere charitable, in between, somewhere in between, halfway between Einstein Stein and, and the space program, <laughs> you know how it goes. So they present Ernest to their latest invention, which is a brain enhancement machine. It they call it their atomic brain accelerator. And this machine basically makes the average person smarter in short bursts at a time. For They actually go out of their way to say for the average person, it would make you hyper-intelligent to the point where you know everything in the world for about three hours. So for Ernest, it works for about 45 minutes. So they use the machine on him, and he becomes brilliant Ernest. He's capable of... I'm assuming he changes his uh, outfit. I believe Actually, you mean, he does. I believe, I oh, believe you does. mean. I believe you mean Uber, Ernest. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Ubermensch, yes. <laughs> the Ubermenched P. Worrell. Das so, know what I mean? <laughs> does his, does his, first of all, is he, does he still have a hat on yes. or is his hair like slicked nope. back? He does not become rapey jail Ernest. See, no. slipped back means evil, Brian. That's, that's <laughs> right. your misstep. Well, I guess I didn't mean slick back. I mean parted to the side. Oh, like Superman? His outfit changes to the same hat, thick glasses, a bow tie, and his trademark vest is now buttoned up. Oh, he's like fucking Bill Nye. Is it it the same vest or is it a sweater vest? No, it is a regular, it is a jean Mm. vest. It is is half of a Canadian. He kept the denim. Okay. So Ernest's okay. Okay. Brilliance, so he he takes these he takes these treatments before every class. Point. And he wait, before brilliant. every class? Do you know yes. they only have like ten minutes between classes, right? <laughs> do you really do you really need to be the smartest man in the world to pass? I don't know. As someone, and, as someone, I guess Ernest does. Uh, you don't. I'm gonna and be second, honest with you right now. If I went back to high school, I'd be fucked. So. Maybe. <laughs> so wait, I have a quick question here. Is he still like doing his job as a janitor or is he just at school now? He's just at school, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Why were we why are we still paying? <laughs> but you know what? I'm not yeah. going to ask questions. At this point, that's good for yeah, them. Exactly. <laughs> They're supporting him. Works. I mean, if you're already going to be close. Uh, he's using his government um, PTO, you know. The liberal amount of PTO that government workers get to take care of his education. Scene there missing. you go. <laughs> yeah, scene missing, exactly. So, Ernest is taking these treatments before every class, and he becomes a genius. To the point that he becomes, as you might expect, a huge dick. So wait, does this school... Sorry to take us back a little. Does this school have, like, a, a, a science lab that's not in use for students that's just for the research of these two um Oh, no, I didn't even mention ex-patriots. that. Ex-patriots. So, no, this, <laughs> we'll is a, this is a hidden science lab that somehow behind a hollowed-out locker in the middle of a row of lockers. Oh. Like Batman's Batcave. <laughs> is it possible the school's being closed down due to incredible... Uh, incredibly high uh, electrical electric costs. Bills. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Where's all of our funds yeah, going? That's so weird. We're just so behind. All in the bills and all, all the electricity seems to be draining to this one locker. Oh well. <laughs> Man, what can you do? I don't get it. Our power bill is four thousand dollars a month. Actually, that'd be pretty low for a school. So, but <laughs> so he gets super smart, becomes a huge dick, 
and I'm assuming fucks up everything because he's a huge well, dick. Well, no, actually, when he's smart, Ernest, he's fantastic. He's bril- He's a brilliant musician. He joins the marching band as its uh, lead, as the drum or drum major for their marching band, uh, to impress the music teacher, who he fancies. Uh, yeah. Oh boy, I sense a recurring oh, theme. Yeah. So. Okay. He does that to impress her, and he's actually very good at it. Until, obviously, he continues to be a dick. Um, And as time progresses, people start liking him less and less and less. Uh, Until, eventually, the two jocks that I mentioned at the beginning happen to find out... Will Sasso and some other dude. Will Sasso. Um happens to find out where he's been getting his treatments and before the big halftime show before the big one of the biggest football games of the year the only successful thing this school has is a winning like state or something yeah the only good thing this school has is a winning football team uh they destroy the machine oh man what are the germans (laughs) yeah i know germans are gonna be mad about that one so they destroy the machine so Ernest can't get his treatments. And like you might expect, him trying to lead that marching band leads to um, a huge disaster. Including but not limited to, I'm pretty sure he burned down an entire football field with fireworks. How do you burn down a football field? There's only like two posts. <laughs> there's also the, like the stadium the or the stands field. and stuff like that. And Oh my god! <laughs> Yeah, he just sets a whole bunch of shit on fire. And Dear God. Does he go through smart withdrawals? Yes, actually, he does. As a matter of fact, the first time it happens to him, uh, the Germans decide he is being a dick and decide to give him less of a treatment than they usually would. So it only lasts a few minutes. He goes to give a book report and essentially starts having a stroke. To which all the okay. children just laugh and applaud <laughs> Of course, of course. <laughs> he's seizing. <laughs> yeah, more or less. That's really what I thought. I was like, he's having a stroke and they're just laughing at him. I, he's I, die. I, I was literally in a room uh, as, as in an elementary school. I think I was in third or fourth grade and watched a kid next to me have a seizure. And I can the idea that anyone would start laughing as opposed to what actually happened where the class became understandably terrified uh, being confronted with the concept of mortality suddenly at yeah. nine years old at eight years old. Yeah. Like, Oh, okay. Ugh. anyway, continue. <laughs> so Ernest fucks all this up, apologizes to the music teacher and decides, well, there's no succeeding now I'm screwed. And that's when his motley crew of student friends decides, you know what? No, so d- we're going to he- help you. Is this friends he had before the smarts? Oh, like, yeah. Like, we befriended these are the, the janitor. He had. Yep. It's really unclear how much of a friend these kids are because you meet them at various times and then all of a sudden they're just talking to Ernest. Well, how much of a friend can you really be to your high school janitor? I mean. Well, what's interesting is one of these friends is another relatively successful individual. Who? Sarah Chalk. Also oh, from, known as Doctor from Scrubs, correct? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's great. Oh. Yep. And and, and uh, Rick and Morty. Her, Rick and she Morty. She had to be like fourteen years old. 
<laughs> anyway, so uh, so Sarah Chalk's one of one of one of Ernest's friends. Yep, correct. Okay, that's cool. Okay, so, man, I really. I sh- man, for many reasons, I wish I didn't have to watch Ernest Goes to Africa, but it sounds like I really would have enjoyed this one. <laughs> it was much more cringy and painful than I'm painting it to be. There's a lot. Oh, of very good. Don't worry. Yes. I'm going to paint a pretty cringy portrait of mine in, uh, in, in for sake of accuracy. <laughs> so they decide he's going to, they're going to help him finish or take a standardized test that I guess all seniors have to take to pass high school why can't he take the ged yeah i i'm not really sure they don't really explain why he just can't go to night school uh probably would have been a better film ernest goes to night school (laughs) i would definitely watch that movie that movie sounds great that sounds like the gritty reboot you're john rambo you're rocky balboa or creed you know your your force awakens where it's like i'm old and tired ah good we can get dane cook for that he's doesn't i don't know I don't know what anyone uh, means. He's bad. He's he's terrible in many ways and has nothing better to do right now. Is it weird so, that Louis that Louis uh, does it really make you do a double take when you realize the person who went out of his way to redeem him was Louis C.K. Yeah, boy, that aged well. So they decide to help him pass the standardized test but does this take place over the course of an entire school year or is this like a last minute you have six weeks to do high school unclear there is very no good real yeah there is this very good taking place over the pa- course of four days or four months because high school really typically tell. is spaced out in america for anyone who doesn't know I mean, high school is typically spaced out over the course of four school years <laughs> yeah no i'm pretty sure he just I'm pretty sure he just has to pass a senior year. They don't, again, it's unclear. Right, They don't yeah. really bother to explain that part. It's not All in the, te- it's not in the text of the film. is a cartoon character, and now he's in high school. Enjoy. I'm guessing he could have really used those remedial classes, though. Just saying. Probably. It's earnest. So they help him to get ready for this standardized test, and with, you know, one of those standard cram session montages that, films of this nature love to do um and ultimately he takes the test then it cuts to the last game of the season for the football team and the last halftime show for the marching band which Ernest is still going to go ahead and fight on with now this is the last game of the season for an undefeated football team their football team is undefeated and they're going up against another undefeated team. Well, you'll recall our school district asshole from the beginning of the film that says, and eh, this place is going to close and, you know, whatever. So he realizes that there's a chance that if they are st- they're a state uh, championship winning team, that the district may not want to close them. So he Wait, decides. Is... <laughs> I'm sure this is not in the text of the film, but I'd like to explore this for a moment. If there was, was there always a chance of them going to state? Because why would the school be on the verge of closing? Or is this also a fluke year for the football team? And if so, shouldn't this movie about it be Ernest joining, joining the football team? You would think so. And you'd be right to think that. Because there's more. So he decides to tell the head coach of the football team, look, the school's going to close. And if you help, if you just throw this game so I can close this school, 
I'll make you head coach at the new school that everybody's going to end up transferred to. At the next school I close. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a public school. Your pay will be the same. You have no yeah. incentive to yeah, do I this. Yeah, I don't under Yeah, you have no incentive to do this. But it's a film and we're assuming our audience is stupid, which <laughs> is not inaccurate cuz I do feel like an idiot for sitting through these. So <laughs> the Oh, overhearing this conversation is one of Ernest's friends. One of his little school friends who proceeds to, after a series of misadventures, tell Ernest before the marching band goes on that this is what's going to happen. So, they come up with an idea to get the Germans involved. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. So this no, this was the high point of the film for me. So Ernest, how oh, wait, many references to Lenny Riefenstahl's <laughs> filmography are there in the final act of the film? Uh, oh, it gets good. So Ernest takes the marching band and distracts the, basically extends the halftime show as long as he can get it. While Ernest's three friends go to recruit the Germans to help. Now, during the halftime show, all of the football players are in the locker room. So, okay. in order to succeed in their plan, because they're not getting real play calls from the coach, and they don't seem to understand that, and they're just kind of fucking up and not winning, they decide that the best course of action would be to recruit the Germans, get sleeping gas... Oh, I don't, I don't know. And uh, literally uh, uh, the football team. Attention, attention Madame uh, Nouhair. The football game will be um, happening now on this train. Please board orderly, in an orderly fashion. The train will take you to the, no, to the new football site. It will be inside this um, truck after everyone takes a mandatory shower. Guten Tag. Yep. So, uh, they, so they gas the football team. <laughs> I don't, I don't, no, 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 no. Man, I can't believe your movie oh. might be more offensive than Ernest Goes to Africa. I'm oh, really... yeah, so they gas the football team, and this is where they By the way, it won't be, just so we're clear. <laughs> so they gas the football team, and now their plan is, cool, we're going to steal the football team's uniforms, and now the marching band... Somehow nobody will notice this occurring. The marching band will take the place of the football team. Surely the coach will notice. Uh, you'd think. But he either doesn't notice or doesn't care or is drunk. Well, he's like, I'm getting a new job anyway. Yeah, I'm, it's just like, I mean, so they lose harder, whatever. So they go out there and their plan is, well, we can't do any worse than they did. Oh, they do far worse than they did. As an untrained football team, I yes. would imagine so. So, the Germans then come up with another plan. The machine that had been destroyed was not only rebuilt, but it was rebuilt and made portable. We call it the V2 smart machine. <laughs> Correct. And so they decide, you know what, Ernest? You didn't use this for the test, and that was the right thing to do. But, it's but on the field of athletics, it's the <laughs> wrong thing to do. It's the right thing to do here on the field of athletics. Because for some reason, not only does this machine make him smarter, but it gives him superhuman athletic prowess. They Captain America him. They are Correct. Erskines. 
Well, in this case, I'm pretty sure they red skulled him, but. Mm, <laughs> so they make him smarter so that he can now play call, and the team starts winning. And then they decide, you know what? We'll use this on the students, too, that are out there playing to make them smarter. And they start winning even harder. Of course, they're using unorthodox methods that, um, you know, wouldn't be allowed on any football field ever. Like, Oh, this, you know, is, Bill, this is Bill Belichick level cheating. Oh, this is amazing. Yes. I mean, like stepping on feet. And, Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick, you used a Captain America machine. That's not in the real book. Well, damn it. <laughs> Guess you get well, another Super Bowl. Guess you get another <laughs> ring. <laughs> you win this round, Belichick. So, Everyone should be so proud of me being able to make that reference. <laughs> that, that was impressive. So, obviously, they go on to win the football game. Well, yeah, they're Captain America's. At yeah, what point that, was there a chance of them losing? Yeah. They go on to win the football game, and the duplicity of asshole McDistrict, school district guy is... Don't worry. Out. Don't worry, 20 Captain Americas wiped the floor of those 17-year-olds. <laughs> exactly. So, and Ernest passed his test. He gets on his to own keep merit. His, on his own merit at that. And it is implied that he won the heart of the music teacher when it was all said and done. Who he should not date since he's so, a student at the high school. That's true. That is unethical. That's a conflict of interest. It's a huge conflict. Well, they also work together. I just don't think that's a good. And idea he's either. also part of the marching band. I mean, there's all the it's all it's Ron in so many ways. Also, he, you know, I mean, I, he he was complicit in chemical warfare, which that's true. Um, <laughs> okay, so that, well. ladies and gentlemen. Was Ernest goes to school? I mean, I, well, I, thank I'll you, be honest, for I watching give that it for us. Three octungs. <laughs> I give it three V two rockets <laughs> out of four. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm glad I didn't watch that. I, I'll be honest; it sounds so much better than half the Ernest movies we watched, based on your description. <laughs> Where would you rate it in the in the? Uh, let me just wait. Better or worse than the five theatrical Ernest movies? Somewhere probably toward the middle, like low middle range of it. It's obviously not better than Ernest Saves Christmas, but I still okay. think I liked it better than Ernest Scared Stupid. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I'm riveted. Um, Brian, uh, take it away. Tell us about Slam Dunk Ernest. Just so you know, I know two things about this movie going in inexplicably Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's in it and uh, less inexplicably Miguel A. Nunez Jr. is in it who Brian I hope you recognized as Demon from Friday the 13th no I didn't uh, and who? Ooh, baby ooh, baby ooh, baby ooh, baby and then he's murdered in a porta potty and he's in Return of the Living Dead nope nope yep I totally recognize him now yep, yep. yeah that's okay. the only thing I know yep. about Slam Dunk Ernest so all I really want to know gonna... before you start is at any point do Bill Murray or the Monstars show up no, no. I was I... kind of hoping so this was Space Jam I'm just I'm just gonna give you a summary of the movie I, 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 by the uh, way real quick point of order this movie that he's describing came out before Space Jam a year before Space Jam sorry 
18 months before Space Jam. Did it come out before Flubber? Uh, yeah, I f- probably. Although Flubber is a remake, um, yeah, but Flubber um, was originally right. Jerry Lewis. Yeah, two, oh. two, two, you, two years before Flubber. So the original Flubber, I'm assuming, didn't have basketball. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. I know I've I've seen I the film, The Absent Minded. There was applications where he tested it with basketball. I, yes. I've seen The Absent Minded yeah. Professor, but I don't remember it. Hold on, Absent Minded. It is basketball in the original, by the way. So, the movie is about or isn't about the. Uh, I'm sorry. It's God, the Schrodinger. It's the, the Schrodinger's cat of 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 earnest uh, basketball films. What do you mean? It is literally a game of the God of of God and the devil playing to see if a kid, a black kid, is going to steal tennis shoes from a mall. Are, that is the entire Are you speaking movie. metaphorically? Are you telling me God and the devil are actual characters in the film? God has sent a very large bla- uh, black basketball player to act as a messenger slash uh, player or pawn in his oh game. Oh my God, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is credited as the yes. archangel of basketball. I yes. thought that was just yes. like a... Like, you know, the way nope. ESPN is like, you know, the Kana Slain, the, the Great Bambino... Nope. Wait, you're telling me he's the literal Metatron <laughs> of God? basketball? Yep. So he is that, and then there's the little short fat Moloch. Guy the, His the, name the... is Moloch. Zamiel yeah. Moloch. Wait, this is. Wait, are you telling me this is Faust with Ernest, and it's in set in basketball? That's what it Probably. sounds like. So the movie opens with. Uh, it shows Ernest as a little kid. I don't think we've ever seen this before, but he other than his exactly head getting slammed same. into a chalkboard. Oh, yep. that's right. Okay, so probably probably same kid. Honestly, couldn't tell you. But he has the hat on. He has the vest on. Uh, so he's watching people play basketball, and he's clearly enthralled by it. He just, I guess, isn't allowed to play. Uh, it then cuts to him being a janitor at a mall. Another janitor. And. He so he's just cleaning, you know, cleaning at the mall, hanging out with his friends. Um, I guess it's implied, or they talk about the rest of the janitors all play for this basketball team, and Ernest is just all he cares about is like finally getting to play basketball with them. And every night, I guess they close down the mall, uh, and instead of cleaning, they just play basketball. And then whenever they're done there, they go to the ring or the basketball, whatever arena stadium fuck i don't sport basketball ball. court um basketball court. <laughs> they go to the basketball court basketball's played play on a basketball. court right <laughs> and um so you know like the baseball court <laughs> oh so yes golf ernest court. says so ernest says to them you love hey, the hockey guys, i'd really court, like right? to play basketball yeah and so he asks if he can play basketball with them. They keep saying no, like, you're crazy, you're tripping, you're stupid. Um, and they finally let him, I can't remember if they just throw him the ball or he interrupts or something interferes. And he, they end up, like, destroying an entire section of the mall. And Wait, by playing basketball? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I know you're not a sports, I know you're not a sportsman, Brian, but having played basketball in my life, there's very little chance of you doing more damage than a than a than a relatively light rubber ball can do, 
at arms throwing strength. <laughs> Having now watched six Ernest movies, I promise you know exactly how Ernest can find a way. Fair enough. Continue. <laughs> Asked so, and answered. <laughs> so, uh, uh, mall, se- mall security shows up and they're basically like, you're paying for all of this. Who's responsible for this? You guys are losing your job. And Ernest steps up and he says, don't punish them. This is all on me. They had nothing to do with this. And he's like, what? Oh, okay. I mean, fine. You're fired. And he's like, wait, just take it out of my pay. And he's like, okay, you can just work and not get paid for the rest of your life. And so Ernest agrees. And all the guys are like, Ernest, you didn't have to do that. And like, they've been treating him like shit this whole time. And he's like, I just want to be one of the guys, you know, play some basketball. And they're like, uh, I mean, we owe you one, but like, I don't think we should play basketball with you. And he's like, come on, guys. That's all I want. Oh, wow. So he's literally just like, you know, in debt to this security guard for the rest of his life. And they won't even let him play basketball with him. Eventually, they say, sure, come on, come join the team. They give him a jersey. They let him play. But they explicitly talk amongst the team and they're like hey he can join the team but he's going to be on the bench the whole time so during their first game it's uh playoffs for their small little whatever i don't know what they call the minor basketball like it's like your small city teams yeah a minor league it's minor league but like even more minor than minor i guess i don't know just a small the sub minor league yeah and um so they have their Basketball. game and they're playing against their rivals and Ernest is basically being a cheerleader, jumping up and down with pom-poms and doing the Ernest thing and manages to knock over basketballs and injure one of the other players, which loses the game for them. That's not how that works. Yeah. Well, Wait, that's I'm how sorry. it worked in this movie. Who do they play? They play their rivals. I can't remember the name of the team. Okay. They're they're called the uh, the clean sweep or something, okay. and then their rivals or something the else. Strip mall dandies. Yeah. Okay. Um. So rival janitors from basically the the, <laughs> the Paul Blarts. The, yeah. the game ends, and they're like, "Thanks, way to go, Ernest. You fucked it up again. Like, I don't know why we let you play. You didn't even like. You sat on the bench the whole time, and you still lost the game for us." Uh, so they're all pissed off at him. They leave, and he's, you know, sitting in the locker room, uh, butthurt about it, and this basketball player you keep talking about, I don't know who he is. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> yes, him. He shows up. And Very he's like, famous, well-respected basketball player, commentator. Uh, martial artist who trained under Bruce Lee, uh, very, very uh, actor in many things. He's a very famous man. This guy, <laughs> I assure he you, shows up. you recall him from a, you recall him from Airplane, the comedy Airplane. Still haven't watched it. I'm okay. about to say he doesn't recall him from that. I got nothing so he, for you. I, I, he's very so. Wait, you you did you get the Bruce? Did you you you, you bought too many uh, a home media discs recently? Surely you bought the Bruce Lee Criterion set. No, I didn't. Unfortunate for you, but you will see yeah. Kareem Abdul Jabbar in it once you do. I I have the DVD set of all the same movies. I will one day upgrade, but as of right now, I worth the upgrade. So, anyway, he shows up, and he's like, you know, how's it going, Ernest? I'm the archangel of basketball. Um, 
we have a present for you. And he gives them these crazy Nike light up shoe things. They're like, I don't know, giant sneakers with blue LEDs all over them. And, um, question is it an actual endorsement deal from nike or is it just like, oh no okay no, I was they're, just, they're they're not branded they're uh i can't remember what they call them but the the little kid that i mentioned later that the god and the devil are trying to decide if he's going to steal the shoes uh he has his eye on these shoes at the mall throughout the film okay I don't like so where this is going. so he gets this pair of shoes and they are um possessed i guess you'd call it they they talk. They have those like tiny little creature voices, similar to maybe gremlins. Are you talking about? Oh, the shoes themselves talk. The shoes, yeah, the shoes talk, but it's not like an audible. Like you can't understand what they're like, saying. Like you understand it's they're just, trying to communicate, but it's 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 it's, it's, it's just inaudible. high pitched like not, cartoony it's, voices. It's not decipherable. Right. Um. But essentially, they they kind of once he puts them on, they they kind of like lead his feet, and like he's like trying to you know, get to his car and they won't let him. Or like when he's trying to drive, one keeps using the gas, one keeps using the brakes. And it's just this, I don't know, big, stupid, not that funny thing where his feet are doing everything for him. It gets to the point where he's, he keeps meeting up with this basketball team. He's got these shoes on, but he's still sitting on the bench. They keep saying, you're not allowed to play. Like you keep screwing it up, blah, blah, blah. Uh, one of the players gets injured and they have no choice but to use Ernest. They basically say, if you don't allow Ernest to play, um, you are down a player and you have to forfeit the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. So they're like, okay. So right, far Ernest, still up. adhering to the commonly accepted rules of basketball. Yeah. So Ernest steps out there and the, I guess the leader of this basketball team, who is the father of the, the, the leader kid, of the basketball team. The they're like he's he's like the head guy. So there's kinda a makes coach, King, there's no, a team thought, captain, and, no, and then there's a, there's a manager, and then there, so, so there's a manager, coach, captain, and point guard. Which I guess one you is call he? him the captain? They don't ever say anything. He's just he's that will be the like team five, captain. Yeah, he's like there's five of them. Is he also a player? Always, yeah, yeah, team captain. <laughs> King Team Captain, That's who I'm is also the master. father. Brian, I, actually, I'm curious. <laughs> have you ever played any sport? <laughs> yeah, but it's been like 20-something years, and I don't pay attention to them whatsoever. Okay, so very I good. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I haven't have played a sport. sport. I haven't played a sport. I haven't played a team sport um, for probably 25 years either, but I still understand the basic structure. I, <laughs> I've I seen understand. movies. Like, like. <laughs> I understand how the game is played, and I understand how it works, but I don't know the words for it because so, I never talk So most talk teams about have it. a team captain who is a player mm-hmm. and is considered to be, while not a coach, a a point of of inspiration, pride, leadership, guide. You know, you know, you know, emotional, physical, mental guidance. You know, like 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 someone who someone who really understands the sport on a player level, who is sort of seen as not a right hand. Uh, to the captain or to right hand to the coach, but, but seen as a, a, um, uh, what would be the good example? Are you familiar with the term XO in military terminology? Uh, I've heard it a million times. Executive officer. Really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that. If that makes any sense. My so, face. My, if, I got that right. So am I, he is, am he I, am I off base anyone on military no, or sports terms? 
I think you're on I'm point. I'm just going to refer to him as King Basketball like I have been. Very good. King Basketball so, said what? So, so King Basketball, the captain, is um he's also the father of the kid that is, you know, in play of this checkers or chess game of God. The, the Faust. Ah, ah um, Prince Basketball. Yeah, Prince, Prince Faust, basketball. Ba- Prince Basketball Faustius. He basically goes to Ernest and says, look, just stand here. Don't do anything. Don't touch the ball. You just have to stand right here. And Ernest is like, okay, fine. I'll listen to you. And so the game starts. The ball flies towards Ernest. It goes right past him. Foul ball, you know, out, whatever the fuck it's called. Um, Um, Continue. It's not a foul. What is is it called in basketball? (laughs) A foul ball. Well, a person can be a person can be fouled. The ball can go out of bounds or okay. offside or off court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So ball goes out of bounds, uh, and he says, "What are you like doing?" Can't foul. Wikipedia next to him is just like, "Yes, basketball as defined basketball. by Webster's." You cannot foul the ball. You can foul a person in basketball. Gotcha. Um, you can, so anyway. the, the basketball can leave the court and go out of bounds, which will, which will stop play. Oh, Sounds boy. like a challenge. I believe I can foul that ball. <laughs> it's weird. It feels like you didn't so much dribble it as literally push that ball to the ground. <laughs> so uh, the ball goes out of bounds, and Why? the whole team's Wait, like, Ernest, real quick, what I'm the sorry, fuck I'm are sorry. you doing? Am I the sports guy on this podcast? Probably. You and mm, probably you and I just Steve, don't, honestly. I just don't know basketball that well. That's football, fair. Base, football, baseball, golf, tennis, I can follow that. Lacrosse, like any else you want to list <laughs> Nope. I can follow football and maybe hockey more than any other sport, but yeah. Yeah, I can follow hockey. I, I, I don't know much about the other sports that, that Steve is listening, other than historical stuff. I can tell you all about what Ken Burns has to say about, say about baseball. They, all right, anyway, so ball goes out of bounds. Um, the whole team is like, Ernest, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why didn't you stop it? And he's like, you guys told me to stand here and do nothing. And they're like, no, if the ball comes to you, grab it and pass it to me. And okay. Ernest is like, all right, I guess I can do that. Uh, so the ball, you know, obviously gets thrown to Ernest. And I, these magical shoes of his, it's suddenly flubber. He's flying through the air. Uh, the ball's, well, you know, I don't know how much, is, is it flubber? It seems like it's just the heavenly power of Christ. <laughs> Based on yeah. what you've described. It's his, it's his Jesus basketball shoes. And he said um, on to his disciples, mad ups, dog. And I look and behold a white horse. <laughs> <laughs> Ye, there is nothing in thy rule book that says an angel cannot play basketball. And shooteth the J, my son. Shooteth. <laughs> thou shall not go for two points when thou shall reach three. Um, Anyway, continue on this magical story. So this this these shoes, I guess, make him able to jump across the entire basketball court, Hence slam the title. dunk it. Um, if the ball is about to get in, he basically flies through the air, grabs it from the other person's hoop, and then launches back to the other side, slam dunks it. Um so people see this and he instantly becomes a well, yeah, he's defied all laws of physics. He's, he's a god. I mean, he is but a god. Yeah, and so he went from his his team basically just telling him to sit on the bench to no one caring about the team and only caring about Ernest. And because of this, because of this recent success, 
um, they get they get the opportunity to play against a pro team. Uh, what? Like and, it, as like an exhibition yeah. match or like a charity match or? Um, because they because they won their uh, playoffs, they get to play against somebody mm-hmm. in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I think Hornets. I, but something? wait, what? The Don't Hornets. know. That was the rules. That was, it was like if you win the playoffs against this other team, you guys get Wait, to play so, in the major leagues. Wait, so do they actually get the, the rights to like the Charlotte, like the Charlotte Hornets? I'd believe that. Uh, well, no, it's more like how you know not, the, the NBA, the NFL, the MLB—they're very protective of actually using real teams in movies. Although to be fair, though, in the mid '90s, the NBA was less protective of it. You Celtic pride and things like that. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so this is where it kind of goes off the rails and Ernest, similar to what Steve was just talking about, Ernest becomes a huge dick. Um, he gets his, his ego hubris. just kind of A new theme the in these straight-to-video films, and, the hubris of Ernest. Yeah. <laughs> and so you have this this girl who's only been in the movie for maybe yeah. one or two scenes who Ernest kind of showed interest in. Uh, it shows her... And Ernest is like, hey, you want to come watch me play basketball? And she's like, eh, maybe not. And the the devil comes up to her, and you find out that there's this plot going on in the background where the devil is bribing her with lottery tickets and riches what? and fame and fortune to, to manipulate Ernest. Manipulate and him by, by naking him? No, I'm not going. <laughs> um... I, I don't know plot what of Disney's to call Hercules? it. Um, again, again, <laughs> two years before and that. This girl pick up <laughs> Ernest. The the devil and this girl pick up Ernest from a, a celebratory dinner they're having, uh, and they put him in the back of a limo and tell him about how rich and famous he's gonna be. And he starts hallucinating about money and fame and fortune and. You get this weird scene of Ernest being on a runway and being a fashion model. Any characters? It, Any character work? Uh, it's this weird mix of what he normally wears, but it's leather and stuff. Oh, he's a leather but, daddy but like, now. Any, any, any new Ernest characters? No. But any any new Ernest characters? Like like nope. Steve also. Any Ernest characters nope. In, nope. In, in, nope. in school? Just Ernest. I don't I don't think he does anything. Did, did he do anything here, Steve? Other, unless you count smart Ooh, Ernest yeah. weird departure. in which case. No, but you know what I mean. Like, 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 no, like, like, none of that. Like, woman and all yeah. that stuff he's been doing. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, there weren't really any characters outside of suddenly he is a huge dick because he's right, you know, right, right, good right, at right. basketball or, you know, has good shoes. Um, so all of this is going on and he goes to the, you know, he has this spectacular opening for this big basketball game and everyone is there to see Ernest specifically. And the, um, at this point, the captain of the team is fed up with it. His son who is, has been eyeing these shoes this whole time has been asking him throughout the whole movie. Like, dad, I want these shoes. I need these shoes. I can't play basketball cause I don't have these shoes. And then he sees Ernest has them and he's like, look dad, like, you suck at basketball. Look at what Ernest can do. And he ends up stealing the shoes from the mall, going to meet up with Ernest, who has become his role model. And in the locker room, essentially, 
says he looks up to Ernest and that his dad sucks. <laughs> and it just tur- okay. like it just gets really like weird and kind of dark out of nowhere. Um cuz this this these shoes have essentially turned this kid against his, you know, his dad and made him evil. And um so somehow or another this snaps Ernest out of his uh fame and fortune and being a huge dick and he essentially goes back out and he says i'm not gonna play anymore like he takes the shoes off and he's just like fuck this uh eventually i'm trying to remember like how all of this kind of plays out but even though he steps out the team still wins uh because they were good all along it was just you know the shoes helped them get something (laughs) um okay but long story short you find out that this devil guy and this uh, archangel of basketball have been playing a game this whole time where they were placing bets on whether or not this kid steals shoes from the store at the mall and they were using Ernest as a pawn as like a role model to see which side he would pick and that's how the film ends is them having this conversation and like how did you know he would return the shoes? And the archangel of basketball is like, uh, just had a feeling Ernest would be the, the light or something like that. So it really was Goethe's Ernest. Well, that sounds to, amazing. I was trying to find a better way to summarize it. I mean, it's kind of all I over mean, the place. If, if it's of, just a film that's rife with incident, it's sometimes hard to do. It's It's just basketball. And then sometimes there's, you know, a little bit of... <laughs> It's Air Bud, but with Ernest. <laughs> Basically. And God. And so, the devil. So, yeah. So, uh, how would you rank it with the five thre- theatrical Ernest films you uh, watched? Um, so, I started it while I was... I kind of grabbed dinner and just kind of put it on as like, I'm going to start this and I'll finish it somewhere else later. And I ended up just watching the whole thing. Uh, I was surprisingly a pretty quick and easy watch. I didn't hate it. Uh, I'd say maybe in the top three. That is really surprising, surprising. actually. Top yeah. three. Okay. Okay. Um, All, right. All right. Not not the worst. Oh, my God. What a slam dunk that was. Anyway, this is a non-awkward way to say we are um, dividing this into two episodes. Surprise. It's part six. V1. And you're going to see part six V2. Who knows when? Anyway, everyone's here. It's not just David cutting in. I Prove your hair. I can't believe that you actually went and said what a slam dunk that was. I Why? Genuinely, Why? What a slam dunk. I genuinely am disappointed in you. See how they react. Earnestly, to David. That's Earnestly. Proof. Well, now I'm disappointed in two people. See, bring the fact that... <laughs> The fact that the fact that this is actually happening while I'm doing this interim proves I didn't just make this edit, and that is the most important Correct. part. The important part is that we all made the edit. <laughs> we all collaborated along the way, and several I lost. Anyway, apparently. good luck with the second part of this. You've been listening to Caddy Wampus. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at CaddyWampusPod. Email us at CaddyWampusPodcast at gmail.com. Music by Tilly. 